Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and the traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. Relationships are critical in business regardless of your industry or what you offer your customers. Today's guest, for example, plays primarily in the dental industry. However, you'll find the relationship strategies he's used over the course of his career can be used to drive success in all businesses. Matt Shear, president of PMA Practice Transition, a dental practice sales and transition company serving clients in Ohio and Pennsylvania, spent nearly 17 years with Bank of America before embarking on his current role. And while these two careers appear to be completely separate, you'll learn why they have more in common than you think. On this episode of Unsuitable, Matt's going to give us some networking, business development, and referral relationship tips that can help you drive results in your own company. Welcome to Unsuitable, Matt. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good to see you. You know, before we uh, before we begin, uh, I did notice in your bio that you retired from the United States Navy Reserve in 2008 after serving 20 and a half years of service. That is correct. And certainly on behalf of our listeners and the employees at Ray and Associates, we want to thank you. Thank you. Well done. You know, we mentioned that uh, you're the president of PMA Practice Transitions, even though we're not talking about uh, that entity today. Why don't you fill us in? Give us a little elevator speech of, uh, of what you guys do. Sure. Um, PMA Practice Transitions is a uh, dental sales organization. Um, where we sell or help sell dental practices for the uh, the doctor who wants to exit. So I work with buyers and sellers. Sellers obviously are, are my main uh, source of income, but I work with the buyers as well to uh, transition the practice smoothly. And we mentioned Ohio and Pennsylvania, but actually you go all over the country to to uh, to do this deal. We. We're starting out in Ohio and Pennsylvania, but the goal is to obviously grow this and, and spread our wings, so to speak, and uh, venture out into other markets. Try to stay within a three-hour uh, three radius right now of kind of the Cleveland area. Kind of Cleveland so, area? Yeah, it covers pretty much, you know, the Cincinnati through, you know, Western PA up through Erie. So you're a Cleveland guy. Cleveland guy, born and raised. Now the Browns going to do this year. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Huh? Yeah. You're not uh, going on a limb. Listen, I'm a, I'm a true blue Browns fan, and I just get disappointed every year, but hopefully this year will be different. I think the over-under is four and a half wins. Uh, you uh, see, you see take four? You see, take the under? <laughs> right now, take the under. We'll see after tonight. How yeah. about that? Good, good. Yeah, I want to go back before we start uh, to PMA again, just uh, statistics that, uh, that you gave us to make sure that we have this correct. But I did see that over the course of, of your career, you've been involved with 550 dental transactions in excess of 226 million bucks. That is correct. Let me read that again. That's pretty impressive. 550 dental transactions in excess of 226 million. Yes. You know, you don't do that. You don't get to that place without doing a lot of networking. That is very true. And that's what we're going to kind of talk about a little bit and, and talk to us a little bit about 
you know, the quality and the quantity of building a network? I mean, how, what, what's your secret? So I'll, I'll kind of take you back a little bit uh, to when I started with uh, the group called Practice Solutions. It was, it's a uh, healthcare lending division for Bank of America. I primarily was dental, although when I started, I was doing dental vet and medical financing. I would say probably 90% of my business was in the dental space. When I took over my market, my market was five states. I had Ohio, Michigan, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Indiana. And the gentleman who I took over for had a larger territory. He had those states plus D.C., New York, New Jersey, uh, lived in New Jersey. So you can imagine he didn't get that over this way too much. So when I took over the the position, um, I had a small network of uh, center of centers of influences, people who would you know send me business. So my job was as uh, they called a business development officer, is to go out there and and find more business. Um, so when I took it over, uh, I think the territory was doing three million dollars a year, just because, and that was just low hanging fruit, just stuff that he was you know picking off the ground. So my job was to grow my universe list, is what we called it. Uh, your universe list are, is your centers of influence, people who can provide you business. So, you know, I hit the streets uh, running and, uh, you know, it's turning over every rock and looking under every, every little crevice to find out who is an influence in the dental community uh, that's talking to buyers that's talking to brokers who they use what kind of c you know who's the cpa that you use doc who's the you know who's the attorney on the deal um and then getting their name and getting their information and then contacting them and and kind of building that network from there so your universal list and that applies whether uh you're you're pursuing you know dental business cpa business your marketing business, architecture, legal, it, it's all kind of the same, you know, the same blueprint. And, and I think you will attest that's not an eight to five job. It is not. In fact, you might argue most of that networking is after five o'clock. Correct. Or before <laughs> eight o'clock. Right. And I suppose you had to find out, uh, we'll stick with dental for, for a second, but you pretty much had to find out where do the dental contacts, where the dentist hang out. Yes. Correct. And they're working eight to five. So you got to find them. Exactly. And a lot of that, as you stated, is after hours or after the five o'clock hour, if you will. So did you adjust your, your day accordingly or did you just work tremendously long days? A little bit of both. I would say the average week was probably 65 plus hours, especially in the beginning because I had to build, um, you know, I had a very small network when I started. So I had to build this network and, you know, I built it from maybe 20 contacts to probably over 70 when I, you know, put in my two week notice. So it was meet people, meet people and meet more people, meet people, meet people and find out who they meet and who they meet and who they meet and building that network and then going to meet those people and finding out if they're a player in the market. And the way I built my territory was you had ABC players and one, two, three players. So an A player was somebody who had a lot of business for you, right? And the one, two, three was one, would they were on my page 100% or close to 100%. Two, they were kind of 50-50. And then three, they weren't on my page as far as giving me business. 
And then obviously the B's, they have some business and then the C's really don't have a lot of business. So you would, I would rank them A1, A2, A3, B1, B2, B3. So I set up my universe like that. And then obviously your A1s are your players, right? The people who can give you the most amount of business and who are in your page and support you all the time. The A2s and A3s are the ones that you, you worked at quite a bit. Um, same with the B's. You know, the B1s are the B2s, the B3s. Right. And I, and I, and I would, would assume, and you can attest to this, is that over the course of your career, you know, you learn to, you know, how to target and, and look at the quality leads versus the quantity. And I, I, would, I would guess you probably spent a lot of time going down the wrong street with the wrong <laughs> referral. And we all laugh at that, but right, we know right. what that means. Yes. So you're right. Part of the process is meeting somebody, you know, for the first time, even if they're, they end up being a, a C3, you want to meet with them. You want to talk to them. You want to see what, what they are, um, and what they are, they're all about and how you, you know, if you can give them business and they can give you business, but I'll tell you, you may not meet with the C3s all the time or the, or the A3s, but you certainly keep them in your list and you certainly keep in contact with them because you just never know when they can be turned to an A2 or an A1 or, a, you know, from a C to an A, things of that nature. So, you know, I, over the course of my career, uh, I spent a lot of time with a lot of business development folks. And, you know, I, I as I get to them, they just they just know. I mean, they after they get the experience, they know where to go. They know what to do. You know, they don't necessarily need a very sophisticated piece of software to 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 keep track of the leads but you know as as we all get older we kind of forget that stuff and forget those leads so are you you have any advice for software or lead software how to how do you track this thing other than in between your ears yeah it's all going to be between the ears it is going to be between the ears um you know if possible. Um, you know, at Bank of America, we used a uh, CRM product uh, that kept track of everything. We're in the process of implementing through PMA a CRM product so that we can better keep track of things. But right now, um, I do it the old school way. I use an Excel spreadsheet, which is a little daunting and tasking at times. But uh, I think once, you know, once we have a CRM in place, that'll, that'll help tremendously. You know, you mentioned early on networking has changed. There's um, social media. Are you using social media to network? LinkedIn, Twitter, are you using a lot of that? Absolutely. Yep. All of our dental, all the dental practices that I list today go on to uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. And when did you start using that? In the last several years or... Yeah, I would say, you know, bank, when, when I was at Bank of America, they're very, Bank of America is very protective of its brand and didn't really, uh, wasn't really in the social media game as much as they should have been starting to kind of turn that corner. But, um, you know, I was absolutely from day one when I started at PMA, I told uh, Becca or Rebecca, we have to get on social media and get this out because that's where the dentists are, especially on Facebook. All the younger people are out on Facebook, so. Seeing that, you found that out by out networking and asking questions and visiting. That's how you found that piece out. Absolutely. You're not going to find that sitting at your desk. No. You've got you to just meet and talk. That's it. So piece of advice for maybe a, let's start with maybe a young business developer. Are there two or three pieces of advice you can give that individual? 
And again, it doesn't matter what industry they're in. It's just this is business development, uh, meeting people. Yeah, give us some advice. You're you're very experienced in this area, even though you need some gray hair. <laughs> That'll come in time. That'll come in time. <laughs> yeah. Silver. Yeah, it's silver, silver hair, not hair. Gray. That's right. That's right. I, I would say, you know, if you're starting out as a young person, first of all, figure out your niche, right, where you want to go. And then, you know, look everywhere. I mean, turn over every rock, look under every crevice. You just never know uh, where that person might be that could provide you uh, business and talk to everybody and, and find out. I think one of the keys is to find out who's in the network, you know? So, hey, Dave, who do you speak to? You know, who, who's your center of influences? And then you go to them and, and continue, the, you know, and grow that that way. I think that's, that's the best way. And, and don't be afraid to, to call somebody and, and have a conversation. Ask for leads? Ask for leads. Absolutely. Ask who they know. Ask, <laughs> ask, ask, ask. You know, what kind of entertainment dollars do you spend in a week or a month in the networking? Uh, you know, I, maybe a loaded question, but obviously you got to spend a fair amount of time, uh, dinners, uh, other social events. I mean, that has to be in the budget. It is. I really don't have a, enter I shouldn't say we don't have an entertainment budget. Alan might uh, hear this and, and not be happy with it. But, but you got an unlimited budget. That's huh? right. right. Unlimited. Love it. Um, when I can speak. I mean, at, sales guys never love a budget. You know what? You can't, you can't put a number on it. No, right? it doesn't. That's right. Uh, you do what you can and, and you spend what you can, but you, you're reasonable. You know, um, lunches, dinners, you know, light entertainment. Um, when I was at, when I started at Bank of America, we had pretty much no budget, carte blanche, and, you know, it's take people out to ball games and, you know, get to know people and wine and dine them and things like that. Obviously, you know, I have my network built. Um, I didn't have to do that at PMA. Not suggesting that you go out and spend a lot of money, but you don't need to. You know, a lunch here and there with somebody goes a long way. You know, with a, uh, a network and creating your universe list, who would you, how often would you stay in touch with the members of your universe list? All the time. I'd go through it and call who I hadn't called in, you know, depending on if they're, an A, B, C, one, two, three. Obviously, your A ones you're going to be calling probably weekly, just having conversation, bringing up if there's something new out there or something that you heard in the industry, things like that, just so that you're not calling them to, you know, just call them. They say there's three types of meetings that you have with somebody. I'll back up a little bit. You have a business meeting. You have a uh, business meeting slash personal meeting, and then you have a personal meeting. So you got to kind of mix those three together. Um, it can't always be about business when you're calling people, you know, Hey, how's the kids? You know, I heard this, I heard you were interested and I knew you'd like car racing and heard there's a big race this weekend. You know, are you going and things like that? Is, is the tribe going to go on a run and right. stuff like exactly. that? Yep. So, you know, you have to do those types of things. So it's not all about, you know, just entertaining and things like that. So going through the list, obviously, like I said, your A1s, you're going to call all the time you know, at least once a week, you know, the A2s, the A3s. Um, obviously, you're going to call the A3s quite a bit too, believe it or not. It's probably as much as your A1s because they're not on your page yet. So you got to get them on your page. So the Bs and the Cs, you know, you're going to determine, you're going to know 
how often you have to call those people. You know, it might be once a quarter that you call them, but you always want to stay in touch with everybody on your universe list because you never know if you can get, let's say, a C1, somebody who has some business, but not a lot of business. If you can get 10 C1s, that's 10 deals that you didn't get if you'd never right. called that person. Right. So, so you have, I mean, you have a grading, internal grading system uh, of your uh, universal list. So I think I hear your recommendation would be no matter what your grading list is, whether it's A, B, C, red, white, blue, green, yellow, it, you have to have some kind of grading list to, uh, to uh, uh, support your, your efforts and help you with your efforts. It's just a organizational piece. Correct. And I, use, I also used to track how much business I got from each, each source. And you use an Excel spreadsheet to do I that? I used an Excel spreadsheet to do that. You pretty good in Excel? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> you have one of those tables that turns or whatever that's called? Yeah, I have uh, no you know, idea what is how that? to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an Excel guy. I believe I can make a, I can make a column. That's about it. And I can put a number Does in Does your Excel it. sheet have like colors on it and stuff? No. Or? No colors. But I had it by state. Had it by state? I had it by state. That's a start. Can you, yeah. can you sort it? Do you sort it? Yeah, I could sort it. You know, can do that. you know, they have Excel classes at, at the uh, universities <laughs> yeah. up there. You know, it costs you like 99 right. bucks. You can probably do one online, right, right. you know, put that in your budget since you don't have a budget. I should. I didn't say I didn't have a budget. You, you said you didn't know what the budget is. You have a budget. I, you just have, choose to, budget. That's to, right. to ignore that. Again, that's maybe repetitive of what we talked about before, but maybe your top three things that you do with your universal list. I, I think it's worth repeating. You know, we said it a couple of times, but what are, what are maybe your three, three top things that go through your mind as you're going through your list, your, your Excel list, obviously you go through a, a cadence in your head, you know, can you share that? Can you identify that? I can. Um, you know, I think I touched on it already. First thing is go through that list constantly. One of the things I didn't mention is whether you're one year in the industry or 10 plus years in the industry, you can always grow your universe list because people enter it and they leave it. So you never want to get comfortable with just, okay, I got these great 10 sources. I'm going to stick with them and, and, and move on. Cause I'll tell you people, you know, leave the market and, and then you, and like I said, you never know when a C player becomes an A player. So, I would say continue to grow, whether you've been in the market for a long time or not, continue to grow that list or try to continue to grow. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Persevere. That's it. If you could add a person a year, I mean, that was my goal was to add a new source a year. Now, this was 10 years after being in the industry and I pretty much knew everybody who was a player in the market, but you'd be surprised there were new players that pop up. So. Now, this is kind of a, a give and take uh, a game where in your universe list, you're going you're gonna to ask for a lead? Yes. Are you going to give them a lead? Absolutely. And you track that on your Excel spreadsheet, give and get. Give and get, yep. You got to give a little to get a little. And uh, obviously, something's been working for you. If I go back to the statistics where over the course of your career, you've dealt with uh, excess of $226 million of transactions. So... Whatever you're doing, it's got to be working long term. So, you know, I think there's a lot going on there. So let's kind of it's just before we we just have a few minutes left, but you know, let's just kind of um, in, you know kind of wrap up. in In my mind, what I've heard you say is is number one, quality versus quantity with regard Absolutely. to building a network. Yes, quality of your network. 
you know, it doesn't do any good if we have a hundred D players. That's we right. need we need major league players on there. Second thing is just it helps you who to target on that list. I mean, continue to to target and work really hard to continue to build those referrals, give and take. Look at that list time and time again. Absolutely. Kind of wrap it up. Absolutely. So and our guest today has been Matt Shear, president of PMA Practice Transition. Thanks again for joining us today. I appreciate it. Suitable. Great insight. It wasn't as painful as uh, somebody told me it was going to be. Yeah, well, see, you're you're a good (laughs) guest. And and I think um, what we'd like to do is uh, you'd be a great one-on-one resource for uh, in training for um, a lot of people who want to get into the business development. I think you have a great to offer. And in exchange, maybe they can show you how to use Excel a little bit. Works for me. Have you ever wanted to see a podcast in action? Now you can. Check out the Ray and Associates channel on YouTube to watch episodes of this podcast and other great videos from Ray. You can also check out our website at raycpa.com podcast for additional articles and insight. As always, don't forget to subscribe to Unsuitable on iTunes. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. 